You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge. Tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. You know, next to Scorpio, I really think Capricorn gets a rep on the streets for being just uptight. Not always a class favorite. Kind of like next to Virgo, Capricorns are known as the brown noser of the class, the goody two-shoes, the teacher's pet. In fact, I wouldn't even say that Capricorns are a teacher's pet. I would say they are the teacher. They teach the teacher. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. It's your friend, your host, your astrologer, Stephanie Powers. You guys know I'm wintering in South Texas in a cute little town called Rockport, in between Corpus Christi and Houston. We are on the Gulf of Mexico, where it's a subtropical climate, and I feel so hashtag blessed to spend winters in a warm, tropical place. I grew up in New England, New Hampshire specifically, and winters are eight months out of the year. (laughs) So... Every day I count my blessings. This morning I made an iced latte, sat in the sun and just journaled. My face got all red and blotchy with the sun. (laughs) And I thought, this is amazing. Doesn't get better than this. But the other evening I was watching the sunset over these beautiful cotton candy skies. And there were some big puffy storm clouds. My favorite. I like to say I'm not a snowbird. I'm a storm bird. I chase the parts of the United States where I can see thunderstorms year round. If you guys follow my personal Instagram, you probably saw the reel where it, uh, I used a little sound clip over it that said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I used a little version of me saying, mama, look, a storm. We got to go chase it. And then it flashed into a video of me this year, 34 years old, chasing a storm. And I just loved sharing that. I thought it was so cool to, on the internet, where it's just becoming so inauthentic and artificial that it was cool to see, hey, some things we love and light us up when we're four years old can still light us up in the same way when we're 34 years old. But I was sitting on our front porch with the dogs and I was looking out towards the sky where these big storm clouds were rising into the sunset. And I was waiting to see a strike of lightning. Oh, it just warms my heart, especially when you're up in the sky and you fly through a storm and you see those bolts of lightning. It's just amazing to me. But I was just watching it and I thought, you know, there was never any strikes of lightning, but I thought... What if, like, with all the advancements in technology, what if I could, like, press a button on my phone and create a storm cloud in front of me that had all these bolts of lightning so I could just get my fix? (laughs) But then I thought, yuck. Why would I want to be so in control of the things? I think 50% of the reason why I love storms and lightning is because I can't control it. It's rare. And it's unexpected. Sure, you can check on the weather and it might tell you there's a 30% chance of storms tonight, but you still can't control it. I think the spontaneity of catching a lightning bolt is half of the fun and the magic for me. Think about that. Apply that to life. We want to control our partners to be in love with us forever. We want to control our income, control our jobs. We want to control our fate, but... Doesn't that kind of take the fun out of living? What is all of, what are all of those things if you're in complete control? Welcome Capricorn season. Capricorn, you guys are one of the top signs who say, I've got to be in control. Taurus needs to be in control because they don't like change and they need their basic security needs met, their food, their shelter, their bed. They need to know that those things are controlled. Virgo, your other earth sign cousin, they need to be in control, typically from an insecure, nervous place. I don't like uncertainty. It makes me really nervous. So can we just control things and so I can have certainty? But Capricorn's a little more grandfather-esque with it, where Capricorn says, I want to be in control because when I can see the whole staircase, I know how to get to the top and win. Ooh, control. 
Capricorn season kicks off December 22nd, and it goes all the way to January 19th. Capricorn is an earth sign, so they're practical, reliable, grounded, hard workers. They're a cardinal sign, which means they initiate a new season. For those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, it is the first day of winter. It's our winter solstice. For those of us listening in the Southern Hemisphere, this is the first day of summer. Ooh, it's time to get to work planting all the crops, like ancients would say. We got to get to work because winter is going to be before we know it, and we got to make sure we have food. Capricorn ushers in the winter solstice here in the Northern Hemisphere, so we can say, whoop, we need to put our head down, work to make sure we survive this season. And Capricorn is known to be rigid and cold and not so fun. It's ruled by the number 10, house number 10. It's the midheaven in our birth chart. It's the top of our chart, the part of us that tells you what you look like to the public eye. You know, the MC, the midheaven line in your birth chart represents your career path, what you're aiming towards, what area of life you should move towards in order to experience the most success. Let me use my chart to drive this point home. Before I did any of this astrology, light workers, spiritual stuff, I worked at a health insurance company. A cliche, nine to five, salary, PTO, cubicle, job. And I was fucking miserable. <laughs> it was just every lunch break, I would go sit by the river and go, this is not, this is not how it all ends. This is not how my life goes. This is, <laughs> let's just, let's keep grinding out. I still showed up. I still put in so much work. I still wanted to be a top performer because I believe in respect. You'd think I'd have Capricorn in my chart, but... The only thing I do is Saturn, but I did it and I showed up, but ultimately I just kept hitting roadblocks. And I remember one of the directors at this company literally approached me. She flew in from New York city for other things to do at our corporate office, but she pulled me out of the team of like 25, 30 people. And she was like, listen, they are underpaying you. It drives me nuts. But unfortunately, because of how big this corporation is, there is no way we can bump up what you are worth because that would be like twice your salary. And that will look really sketchy if we do that. So I need you to quit and then apply for a new job and then ask for this salary. And I just remember being like, this is gangsta shit. Like this woman is, she's above my boss's boss and she's telling me this. She's dressed so nice. She probably was a Capricorn. And I remember thinking, what the hell, man? I just worked here for three years and you're telling me this now. (laughs) But, you know, I just felt whenever I would apply for other jobs similar to that corporate one, I would just get the door shut, the door shut, the door shut. Nobody would. And then finally I said, fuck it. I'm going to create my own job. I'm going to pave my own way. And then when I was introduced professionally to astrology, I grabbed that and took off running. And it seems like every door has just flown open. If you guys have been here for a while since the show was conceived in 2018, you have noticed we have like slowly but very certainly changed from talking about all things spiritual to just astrology. My midheaven is an Aquarius, the sign of astrology, the sign of rebellion, the sign of doing things different. This is not a sign of doing things Capricorn-like, working in an office, clocking in at nine, clocking out at five. And so, of course, once I move towards that area of life, astrology, spirituality, community, social media, doors fly open. So, Just a little ode to Capricorn season. Check out the top of your chart, your MC Midheaven line. See what sign it goes through. Maybe I'll make a whole podcast on this, but see what sign it goes through to look at what area of life you should move towards for the doors to fly open. It's, uh, it's funny to me that Capricorn season, it's so funny, you guys, the religious people say Jesus was born a Capricorn and then reincarnated as an Aries because he was like, fuck this. 
Oh, we can get into religion and astrology in another episode. But I just always think that's so funny when people make memes saying Jesus is a Capricorn. I think it's ironic and funny that Sagittarius season begins right before Thanksgiving. And then it goes all through the holiday season where it is just party after party after party after get together. Let's go buy gifts. Let's go here. Let's drink here. There's lights and music and decorations everywhere. It's the most Sagittarius thing. Some holly jolly man with a beard squeezes himself down a chimney and gives you gifts. If that's not the most Sagittarius (laughs) invention, I don't know what is. Have you guys heard that Christmas was created by someone on mushrooms on a mushroom trip? Again, that's a whole other podcast episode. Google it. (laughs) Hence the red and white colors of Santa's outfit. The red and white mushroom. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. But... It's funny that Capricorn season pretty much kicks off on Christmas Eve because it's like we get so anxious and we buy all the gifts and we decorate and we go to the parties. By the time Christmas finally gets here, we're fucking exhausted. If you have kids and you wake up at 4 a.m. because Santa (laughs) and you have to go open presents and then listen to all the loud noises and then pick up all the wrapping, you're just dragging your feet. Like coffee sales must be insane right now (laughs) in preparation for this fatigue. But it's almost like as soon as December 26th rolls around, everyone looks at their credit card statements and their bank accounts and they go, oh shit, I got to get back to work. Or they just think, okay, I have spent the last four weeks partying, socializing, which is great. I really enjoyed it, but I really want to feel productive again. And then we blink our eyes and it's New Year's Eve. We get one, we squeeze one more party out of this season and then it's January 1st. New year, new me. Oh shit, rent is due. Oh, <laughs> mortgage payments due. There's just this energy of, okay, let's let's get back to work. Capricorn comes through loud and clear. So Capricorn's sister sign, the sign exactly opposite of it in the sky is Cancer. And the Capricorn Cancer axis, the polarity between these two, why they are sisters, yin and yang. It's because they're the parents. Capricorn is father. Cancer is mother. If you have Capricorn or Cancer in your personal planets, but especially the big three, if you have Cancer, watch out for mothering your partners. Watch out for really babying them. If you've got Capricorn in your big three or any of your personal planets, that's Mars, Venus, Mercury, Saturn, watch out for fathering being very controlling, being very stern and rigid and cold with your partners or friends or loved ones or parents. It could be anyone, but I just see this very often in readings. So cancer is home. Cancer is the bottom of the chart that's represented by the IC line at the base. This can tell you a lot about your upbringing and the type of family you were born into. Whereas just the opposite, the Capricorn, the midheaven, the top of the chart is where you should be pushing yourself to get towards who you are outside of the home. So Capricorn is ruled by the goat, right? The goat, the mountain goat. Think of a mountain goat. What does it do? Have you ever seen those YouTube videos where mountain goats are scaling like the Hoover Dam here in the United States? And it's essentially just this huge brick wall, but they are scaling it somehow with their little hooves. They are finding the tiny millimeter places where they can squeeze these hooves in to scale and get to the top and cross the dam. YouTube it. Just go ahead and hit pause here and look that up. It's insane. But the goat is ruled by Capricorn. Capricorn rules the goat because it scales great heights by taking advantage of every step. But in ancient times, the goat was known to be half fish. Have you ever looked into a goat's eyes? Do they not kind of look like a fish? I know they're kind of demonic looking and scary, but they kind of look like fish. In ancient astrology, Capricorn wasn't ruled by the mountain goat. It was ruled by the sea goat. And so think of this. Capricorn is a cold, stern earth sign. When you think of them, you probably think of granite or mountains, cold weather. But Capricorns love the ocean. Think of any Capricorns you know. Sun, moon, rising. Do they not come alive when they're near the water? Uh Aha. 
I think to Capricorn's ocean reminds them of something more powerful than themselves. The ocean is very soothing to them. I think a part of them kind of likes the self-discipline and respect that you have to pay the ocean here on this planet, right? But it was, they were saying in ancient times that Capricorn was ruled by the seagoat because it represents Capricorn's mastery of both the emotional realm and the physical realm. The goat is very physical, mountains, earth. The fish is water, intuition, emotions. It's said that Capricorn can navigate land and sea. They can really navigate their masculine and feminine energy. I see this as Capricorn, no matter what your gender is, you are very masculine in the workforce, outside, do no harm, take no shit, professional boundary setter. But yet at home, a good Capricorn person can be sensitive, patient, nurturing, comforting. Ah, think of your favorite parent or grandparent if, if you were blessed to have a good one. They're probably that equal balance of looking at you and saying, hey, you fucked up, but that's all right. We're going to get through this. And then they're nurturing and they're soft. It's that beautiful, perfect balance of masculine and feminine. You know they're there to protect you, but they will have no problem saying, hey, I got your back, but you really messed this one up. So let's think of how we can not do this again. But hey, come here. I got you. Whoa. That is Capricorn energy. Capricorn's ruling planet is Saturn. I think of people who are very Saturn dominant. This could be Aquarius because their old ruler was in fact Saturn. This could be anybody with Capricorn in the big three or your personal planets. Your Saturn returns are sometimes not as crazy and difficult as social media and the internet makes them out to be. In fact, when I meet someone who has Capricorn, sun, moon, rising, those core planets and placements because the rising sign is not a planet, I always say, how was your Saturn return? Like maybe you went through some things, but I imagine you triumphed. Something really big came into your life. Maybe you got married during your Saturn return. Maybe you had your first child or bought your first home because Saturn energy is Capricorn's favorite. They have mastered this lesson before their first Saturn return. They've spent about 30 years mastering it. And so Capricorns often breeze by their Saturn returns and don't really have a big story to tell because that's essentially their whole life is just a <laughs> their whole life is just a Saturn return, right, Capricorns? If you're even listening, because yes, Capricorn seems to be, I've got the data of my website to prove it. It seems to be the number one sign that is not into astrology. You can't control astrology. It's not a hundred percent certain. It's a cosmic weather forecast and they ain't fucking with that. <laughs> Of course, this is not a blanket statement. I actually just read a really cool Capricorn this week, so it's just funny how I see that. They're ruled by Saturn, right? What's cool about Saturn is that in ancient times before telescopes were invented, Saturn was the final planet that you could see with the naked eye. You could not see beyond that. And so in ancient times, Saturn was the outermost planet, not Pluto. So Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, this would be Scorpio, Pisces, Aquarius. These guys were kind of like unknown, under the radar. Pisces used to be ruled by Jupiter. Aquarius used to be ruled by Saturn. And Scorpio used to be ruled by Mars before we found those planets. It's really cool. A lot of people, usually Virgos, ask, how do you know that Aquarius and the 11th house rules social media and the internet? This is a very new invention. And that's a whole other podcast episode, but it's really cool to watch the evolution of astrology and AI. What's what, what sign do you think of when you think of artificial intelligence? I don't know about you, but I'm thinking of Aquarius. I'm thinking of Pisces. I'm thinking of a little bit of Libra thrown in there to make the artificial beauty. Libra rules beauty, and they especially love the cosmetic procedures to reach a point of beauty that they weren't born with. I don't know don't know. But it's interesting that Saturn used to be the outermost planet, the most aloof, the coldest. Yes, Capricorn used to be the Scorpio on the streets, the farthest sign from everybody else. 
You know how I describe Saturn when I'm teaching about Saturn return in readings? <sighs> Let's use today. Right now, Saturn is in Pisces. And so if you have Saturn in Pisces in your birth chart, welcome to your first Saturn return. Buckle up, tray tables up, and get ready for liftoff into adulthood. And I cannot forget my older listeners, you guys who have Saturn and Pisces between the ages of 58 and 60, you are entering your second Saturn return. I picture you guys as wearing a cap and gown going across the stage with either your master's degree or your PhD in Pisces. Depends on how you fed her. So when I think of Saturn return in Pisces right now, I've had a lot of clients with late degree Saturn in Pisces. So these are people with Saturn in Pisces between 25 and 29 degrees. And they think, well, my Saturn's way over here. And when I pull up my chart, I see Saturn transiting in the sky, still pretty far away. So am I in my Saturn return? Do I wait until Saturn is at 25 degrees a couple years from now? And that's my Saturn return? And it's such a good question. And here's how I describe Saturn. Let's use high school. Saturn is the high school principal, right? Most of us are like, hey, there's the principal. I'll say hi and good morning, but I don't want to go to their office. <laughs> I don't want to be singled out and called to the principal's office. That usually coincides with discipline and trouble, more responsibility, paying for actions I did yesterday. Dun, dun, dun. If Saturn is the high school principal, everybody who has their Saturn in Pisces just got called over the intercoms. If you have your Saturn in Pisces, can you please come down to the office? Dr. Smith, the principal, would like to see you. Dr. Earth <laughs> would like to see you. And so here you have this group of Saturn and Pisces people, wide-eyed, looking left to right, like, why are they in here? What are we doing? What's going to happen? What are they going to say to us? Why are we being singled out? And you're stepping into the principal's office. And the principal says, hey, Welcome. You guys are all about to take a final exam that, yep, we didn't warn you. Well, we technically warned you of if you studied astrology and saw this coming. But now you're going to prove to us that you know the lesson of Pisces. Well, again, there's a whole episode on Saturn and Pisces from back in March 2023 this year. So go back and listen to that. But it says, have you practiced self-discipline with alcohol, with drugs, with all the vices? Have you seen people and things and jobs for who they actually are, not who you wish and romanticize them to be? If you have, you shouldn't be nervous at all. In fact, you're going to get a really juicy reward when you get out of here. But if you haven't, you might be giving a very difficult presentation in front of the class. Ooh, nervous, right? And so using that late degree example, if your Saturn in Pisces is late degree, you're going to sit there and you're going to watch everybody who's the early degree Saturn in Pisces give their presentation or receive their reward. It depends. You're going to watch them until it's your turn and vice versa, right? If your Saturn is between zero and five or 10 degrees Saturn, you're up first. And I imagine as you listen to this, you're going, yeah, I sure am, Steph. But then you get to kind of sit down still in the principal's office, still kind of twiddling your fingers like, oh, when can I leave? until Saturn moves into Aries. Now, I want to remind you again, if you have strong 10th house or Capricorn placements, Saturn return should be a time in your life you really look forward to. Because with placements like that, if you're veering on the empowered side of the sign, you're more than likely putting in the work, giving up today's temptation for this reward of the dream you're trying to achieve. And so Saturn returns can be a time of great culmination of all that work and finally seeing the results of it. The other example I use for Saturn and Capricorn energy is like a fitness instructor. Let's say you're like, okay, I have just really, you know, during Sag season, I partied, I drank, I ate, and I ate, and I ate, and I ate. just every day was Thanksgiving. I put on 20 pounds in a month. Holy cow. All right. I got to put in some self-discipline. This is not how I want to live my life. I've got no energy. I don't feel sexy in my clothes or confident. I got I to gotta hire a personal trainer. So you do. And first, you write over the check and you're like, oh, that was a lot of money. But you know what? I'm worth it. I'm investing in myself. But then the personal trainer shows up at your door at 5 a.m. David Goggins style. Wake up. <laughs> Let's go. And you're like, whoa, it's Monday at 5 a.m. What are you doing at my house? I haven't even drank water yet. And they're like, Let's go. We're going to the gym. 
And you're like, can I have a sip of coffee? And they're like, nope, you're not going to have coffee for 30 days, in fact. Not now, not for the next month. And you're like, you got to be fucking joking. I'm not going to get through this. And they're like, let's go. And you go to the gym and you push through it and you want to kick your instructor in the face, but you don't. <laughs> but you push through the elliptical and the treadmill and the weights. And you show up the next day, the next day, the next day. You do take the weekends off because you know that rest is just as important as exercise and production. But then in 30 days, you look in the mirror and you're like, wait, I look even better than I did before I gained all this weight. And I feel healthier. And my skin, look at my skin. I look great. And you look at the fitness instructor and you're like, you know what? I really hated you at first, but now I kind of like you. Can I call you again if I need you? And they pat you on the back and say, of course you can. I'll always be here. Just call me. The fitness instructor is Saturn. Do you see that? A little bit of self-discipline goes a long way. Oftentimes, some of the people in our lives, and of course, it's a gray area with abuse here, but oftentimes the people in our lives who challenge us and push us the most, the ones we want to push away, often become the catalyst to becoming our best selves. I think about your partner. Your, your life partner should really be someone who, yes, pushes your buttons and pushes you to succeed and become your best self and hang out with healthy people that can encourage you to get to where you're going within boundaries and limits, of course. Don't take this and run with it. But they should. Your partner should be your Capricorn. Your Capricorn mostly, but then your Cancer when you need them. Right? Capricorn's little symbol. It's like a V with a little crescent soft line and a tiny circle on it. It's a V-shaped beard of a goat, but the two straight lines that meet each other connected to a little crescent and a circle on top represents melding of authority and responsibility Strengthened by emotions and passion, says Joanna Martin Wolfock in the only astrology book you'll ever need. Capricorn Sun people. And this applies to the moon and the rising as well. These people came here to pursue success. A lot of Capricorn Sun kids, you'll find if you're raising one, if you are one, <laughs> if you know one, they grow up knowing what they want to do. It's fascinating to witness them say, I'm going to be a fireman when I grow up. I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a singer, an actress, an actor. And they do. And they actually do. They are those stories who were like, kid, I saw you playing a teacher with all your stuffed animals growing up and Lo and behold, look at you in your own classroom. This is amazing. And not only do they become a public school educator, but they're always in the back of their mind like, and I'm going to become a professor one day, and then maybe I'll become the head of the university one day. They always want to keep going higher and higher. Capricorns understand that I came here to move mountains, and if I can't move mountains, I can still enjoy the scaling journey to attempt to reach the top of it. And along the quest for success in their career, what Capricorns will never tell you is that they are also on the quest for love. They really want love. They really want connection. But it seems that Capricorn placements struggle with it because they, they crave an ambitious partner who can also understand emotions. They essentially, they crave a seagoat. They want someone who has their own passions and goals and hard work-centered career goals and ambitions outside of their relationship, yet they also want someone who can succeed at home and with emotions and trust. I always encourage my Capricorn-dominant people, like, you need some Aries, you need some Leos, you need some fellow Capricorns, maybe a Virgo. You need some people who can match or top your ambition, especially if your Venus is in Capricorn. Born under Saturn, the ruler of restrictions and limitations, Capricorns often experience this more than other people. Do you know any Capricorns? Do you feel like they kind of look at the world as glass half empty? They can't help it. They're born under Saturn. This is their, you know, this is the way the world is, and this is just how it's going to go, how it's going to be. It's like, wait, Capricorn, no, there's good things in life. You can go on vacation. You can explore. There's people that you can 
laugh at and share a good story and never see again. This is the beauty of life, Capricorn. Ancients viewed Saturn as father time. Have you guys ever heard that phrase? Father time. Capricorns, because of this, are usually late bloomers and many of life's milestones. Capricorn sun, moon, rising, Saturn and Capricorn has a gold star with this one. These are usually my people who are late bloomers. They have children in their late 30s. They purchase a home for the first time, usually in their 40s, their early 40s. They reach career success, 40s, 50s is when they reach the top of that mountain. They get married in their 30s rather than their 20s. It's because in their 20s, Capricorn disempowered is cold, rigid, shut off, and just keeps attracting things that are limiting and restricting their success in those areas of life. The empowered Capricorn in their teens and their 20s knows, holy shit, these are core years to create a foundation in which I can be successful in my 30s and 40s. Forbes, 30 under 30, Capricorn. <laughs> they truly want to pour all of their sun sign, their life's force into success, into things outside of the home. Naturally, they are not too curious about curating a family and a domestic life until later. And usually, they do. I... It pains me to deliver the message to some people with Saturn and Capricorn or Capricorn in their big three of like, hey, do you have kids yet? Do you, have you ever purchased a home in your life? Have you reached any milestones like this? And when they go, no, but I want to, I just feel so restricted. I say, hey, it sucks, right? In your 20s, you're looking to the left, you're looking to the right. And now with this invention of social media, you're... <laughs> It's bombarded and just shoved in your face every day of how many people younger than you are reaching these life's milestones and you're tired and you've worked so hard and you're like, what the hell? When is it going to be my turn? Well, let those people in their 20s get married, have children, have enough money to purchase a home, whatever it may be. These are just those standard examples, you know, because by the time they hit their Saturn return, those same people are more than likely losing custody of children and learning co-parenting. They're going through a divorce, a most common one during Saturn return. They are going bankrupt or they are living paycheck to paycheck at their Saturn return when they, after they bought that house at 25. Market switched, right? But Capricorns, what you get for your patience, and this is the if there's any quote from this podcast I want you to remember for Capricorn season for all of us. It is, we are learning to give up today's temptation for tomorrow's reward. Capricorn is continuously doing that. It's natural in them. This is the only way of life they know. In fact, sometimes our loved ones who are Capricorns, we got to shake their shoulders and like, hey, let's let's give in to the temptation today. You're, you can have two cookies. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Chew it slow. It's going to be great. <laughs> right? Spend your money. It's okay, Capricorn. Take a risk. Find a Sagittarius in your life. They'll help you out. <laughs> but Capricorn placements usually see success later in life, except it's permanent. By the time they choose to get married to someone to propose, it's the one. There's no going back. When they purchase their first home, it's not a fixer-upper. It's a nice freaking place on the ocean, seagoat. <laughs> And of course, they reach career success by the time they reach their 30s and their 40s, whereas other people, their children they had in their 20s are finally gone and they are left in the rubble of, wait, who am I? I don't even know what I like to do anymore. That, that parenthood thing was crazy. I got to find myself again. You see what I'm saying? So there's beauty in having children young. There's beauty in purchasing your first home with someone you're married to. There's so much magic in that, but leave that for other signs. Capricorn, you see? Capricorn rules the father. So Capricorns usually have a very strict, intimidating inner father within them who can sometimes control and parent others. Other ways I've seen this manifest in Capricorns is they literally had a strict, intimidating, sometimes abusive, alcoholic father in their life. And so that pain and trauma caused by father is usually operating at a very subconscious level within them. Or if they're blessed and lucky, their father inspired heavily their career path and their work ethic, and they utilize that to be Forbes 30 under 30. But I very often see Capricorn men and women get really hung up on 
the coldness inherited, the strict, you're not good enough voice from their father growing up. And so if you're a Capricorn or you know someone listening, mother them, mother them, that sounds terrible. Give them a hug. Let them know that emotions and nurturing are okay and help them squash and release the intimidating inner father that is just verbally beating them up and telling them they're not good enough, right? Jeffrey in the background agrees. Capricorns must learn that playing is progress, that we cannot progress without rest. One of my favorite quotes for Capricorn energy is Capricorns know you can get anywhere if you don't know where you're going. Capricorns get very concise and precise on where they want to go. Think of the example of the kids who say, I'm going to grow up and be a policeman. And before they're 28, they're a sheriff. In fact, during their Saturn return, this is when Capricorn kids are being promoted to sheriff. Let's say they went to medical school. Guess how old you are around the time you're done residencies and you are a doctor, a physician. You're about 27, 28, 29 years old. I don't know, your Saturn return, receiving the reward of having your own medical practice as a physician, right? If you look at singer-songwriters, actors, a lot of them get their first big gig. They land their first big role between 28 30 years old or something they create in that time launched after puts them on the map. It's really cool when you study astrology and analyze the patterns with people. But Capricorns know you can't get anywhere if you don't know where you're going. So during this Capricorn season, ask yourself this, where do I want to go? And if you don't even know where to be, how to begin to answer that, come see me and I'll read your chart. We got to talk. <laughs> it happens. Life is a journey. Astrology is a map. If you feel lost, go to an astrologer, whether it's me or someone else, and we will say, hey, all right, this map looks crazy, right? All the lines, numbers, symbols, and colors. Well, let me iron out the wrinkles and just give you the basics. In fact, just a reminder, because I I don't know if I share it enough, that is how I give readings. We meet on Zoom. I share my screen with your chart on it, and I go over it. And yes, you'll probably be like, whoa, that was a lot. But as we talk and I hear from you, you know, it's a 50-50 conversation. It's very therapeutic. I ask you a lot of questions about your life, your life love, your career, and I want to hear it all. There's nothing off limits with your Scorpio moon sister. Oh yeah. And I take key takeaways. These are three really important things in your chart based off of the information you shared with me that I want you to do homework on and study and practice and remember. You know, it's really cool. A lot of earth signs love that part of my readings that I organize it for them. Send them the recording and say, here's your three key takeaways from our discussion. Practice, homework, report back if you want to. (laughs) So disempowered, Capricorn can be a stern old man refusing to understand completely different ideas. And this is how it's always been mentality. So this is how it'll always be. You know, a lot of stern old men today in America, especially are just snatched thinking about the new generations and how things are going and social media. And oh my gosh, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And that's like Capricorn fighting Aquarius. We're in the age of Aquarius and Capricorn type of energy, which is rules, structures. This is the Declaration of Independence and this is how it'll be for the next 100 years. It's like, no, come on. We got, we got to get inventive. Kids should not be sitting in a public school classroom for eight hours a day. They need to be outside moving those crazy legs. Capricorn says, uh-uh, that's how it's always been. Get them back in the classroom, right? Woo. But empowered, Capricorn can lead the way. Capricorn receives the vision from Sagittarius, the higher vision, and then receives the details on the vision from Aquarius and says, okay, all right, I think you guys are kind of nuts, but you're right. This is the way society is moving. So I will take the lead and make this a reality. You guys just be my advisors. And Sag and Aquarius say, perfect. Can we work from anywhere? Because we have a flight to catch. (laughs) Capricorn says, of course, please get out of my hair. I'll call you on Zoom. Like Scorpio, Capricorns are extremely closed off and guarded with their emotions, right? If they're a sap at home, what will the people that work for them think? 
oh, they're not such an intimidating boss. You're such a little sweetheart when it comes to when you're with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, your husband or your wife. What? There's a soft side of you? Capricorn will cringe. No, no, I'm all business. Yeah, we know you Capricorns. We see that heart of gold. But when Capricorn gets a partner who matches their ambition, protects their soft side, Capricorn actually sticks around more than any other sign through tough moments. You guys hear it all the time, whether it's your parents, your grandparents, people you know. Marriage takes work. Oh, it's so hard. You go through a lot together. Try keeping the sex life alive after you give birth and have kids and dogs. Try keeping the lust and the fun, the passion alive when you have to take care of a sick child or parent. Or try laughing and playing when you don't know how you're going to pay your rent in a few days together. Ugh, not sexy. Sagittarius and Leo say, I'm out of here. (laughs) Scorpio says, I'll stick around and be loyal so long as I trust you. But I got to tell you guys, everybody's going to ruin your trust. You know, that there's going to be no one that's perfect with it. We're human. We have to forgive. We have to forget. We have to roll with things. While I can hear the Capricorn shaking the microphone right now. Ow. While having boundaries, non-negotiables with things, of course, okay? But Capricorn, when they have someone, their person, who they are like, oh, you put in just as much work as me, you have a life outside of our relationship that you're working really hard to make into something incredible, I think I'm in love. (laughs) They will stick around during the tough times and be the biggest, the best rock ever. I love to see Saturn in a chart of composite and sinistry because it tells me what area of life will this person be your rock? When Saturn is in the seventh house of love, marriage, partnership for a couple's composite chart or their sinistry chart, I always know, oh, if you guys aren't already married, you're on your way. This is your person for life with Saturn there. So... Things to ask yourself this season, no matter if you have Capricorn in your chart or not, right? Astrology is going to become extremely mainstream over the next 18 years as Pluto moves into Aquarius. I'm sure you've already seen it in your neighborhood, in your community. It's getting big. It's coming back. It was very big. I was just sharing this um, with someone that back in ancient times, before you could become a physician, you had to be an astrologer to understand transits, when to give surgeries, when to not, to understand what type of health issues someone is predisposed to in their birth chart. It's amazing, which P.S., prior health coach speaking here, I do offer medical astrology readings. So go check those out, lightworkers-lounge.com. Things to ask yourself and ponder to work with the energy of Capricorn during this season, no matter your chart. First and foremost, we all have Capricorn in our chart. If you pull up your wheel on astro.com, that's my personal favorite website, you can see that Saturn rules a house, one of those pie slices. It rules one of those areas of life for you, whether you have planets in it or not. For example, if you're a Cancer rising, Capricorn rules your seventh house of marriage and love. You are very traditional when it comes to your partner. You, of all people, really crave a partner that can match your ambition. You love the idea of a structured, routine family with a partner. You want to build something together. Um, if your midheaven is in cancer, the top of your chart, your IC is in Capricorn and vice versa. If your IC, your fourth house is ruled by cancer, then your 10th house is ruled by Capricorn. Therefore, you are probably going to be more successful than most people in your life with double Capricorn energy up there. So first go find what house is ruled by Capricorn in your chart and understand that this area of life is where you are meant to succeed. It's also where you may experience some restrictions, some limitations, some setbacks, some roadblocks, but ultimately 
What is a good success story without trial and tribulation? Look at every popular movie. Hopefully they all end well, but even if they don't, it's always about the journey rather than the destination. The area of life that is ruled by Capricorn for you is where you may experience a lot of success if you choose to continuously give up today's temptation for tomorrow's reward. So things to ask yourself and journal about as you listen to this episode and enter into Capricorn season. Am I achieving as much as I know I can? Have you been working as hard as you know you can or have you been a little too gentle with yourself? You know, I utilize my birth chart, of course, and human design I love as well. I'm an emotional manifester with a shores environment. Those two just really sing to me. So I focus on those two parts of my human design quite frequently. And I take into account that I'm very emotional driven. And so I have the waves, right? In human design with the emotional rolled person, we go through waves, times where we crank out work and then times where we feel stuck, mute, quiet, draw. <laughs> so I ride those waves. I tell myself working in the social media industry, like I've got to post, I've got to show up, I've got to email, I've got to constantly be doing something, but that's not how I operate. And so when I tapped into that, I gave myself the permission to say, oh, I've got a pattern, I've got a wave here to follow. But on the days where I feel the heightened energy, where I'm ready to work, of course, I'm a human. I'll come up with, well, I need a break. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, I'm creating, but I don't feel like it's good enough to put out. I'll tell myself, just post just put it out. Do you know how many times I record a podcast and want to just delete it, but I just post it and close my eyes and block my ears and la 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 la, I'm not going to check on the download, just put it out, whatever. And it's usually one that does the best. So are you achieving as much as you know you can? And the second question for Capricorn season is where can I practice a little more self-discipline? You know, as I record this, it's Wednesday, December 20th. It's not quite yet Capricorn season, but I found myself just frazzled for time. I feel like there is just not enough time in the day. Granted, we are approaching the darkest day of the year for us here in the States. And so it's difficult, right? Because when you wake up at 6 a.m., it's pitch black. And my Taurus rising body says, uh-uh, <laughs> we don't get out of the covers until you can see a little glow in the sky, girl. <laughs> But I've put in more self-discipline to say, ah, oh, no excuse. Pull your birth chart away. No excuse. Wake up stuff. I don't care if it's cold out. Put some socks on. Wake up and you'll have more time. And I got to tell you, it's that little thing, waking up an hour earlier, that is nothing, okay? I am not more tired, like I tell myself. I get more done. I feel better by the end of the day because I checked off all of my critical tasks with time to spare. Now I want to wake up two hours earlier because it feels so good. So ask yourself, where can you practice a little more self-discipline during this season and do it? Do it until January 19th when we move into Aquarius and we're going to be asked to switch things up. If you struggle to receive a compliment, to receive a gift during this holiday season, or if you struggle to ask for help, why? I've noticed that with myself. You guys are so flipping nice to me. And you always ask, can I send you something? Can I send you a Christmas card? Hey, I, I went by something that totally reminded me of you. And I think you need this for your office. Can I send you something? And oh my God, it's the, I can't believe it. Whatever you guys do, it's happened so many times now. God, I sound privileged, but it has. And I love it. And every single time, especially in the beginning of Lightworkers Lounge, when it was just, I went from being isolated, living out of my Subaru to a hundred thousand people in my DMS. And it was just like, Whoa, the human brain is not biologically able to understand this. But I would just get mail every single day, letters from you guys, little trinkets from you guys from all over the world. Asia has some of the coolest gifts, but it was hard for me. And I would just be like, why do I feel like selfish or full of myself or privileged? Like all those negative words came to mind when I was like, yeah, I'll accept your gift. Thanks. I was like, am I pompous? 
am I a bitch? Am I selfish? And then I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me, let me switch the tables. There are so many people I listen to, I know on the internet that I would love to send cupcakes, to send a bouquet of flowers, just to know that I appreciate all the energy they pour into the internet that I get to absorb and hang out with while I chop carrots for dinner. It would make me so happy. In fact, I have multiple times and I love it. It makes me so happy. So turn the tables. Why wouldn't I allow somebody to do that for me? Why would I rob them of the joy they'll get from sending off something with my name on it and a little paw print for Jeffrey? Why? Hmm. Ask yourself in Capricorn season, because it is a very Capricorn trait. If I struggle to receive a compliment, if I struggle to receive gifts this holiday season, or if I struggle to ask for help, especially financial help, Capricorn, why? What happened? We got to deprogram that belief in you. And now... The question I love that triggers some people, but I can't get enough of it. Name three things you love. Name three goals you have. Three things you really prioritize that you want to accomplish in 2024. Name them. Write them down. Now, tell me three things you do every day. Tell me what you do every day. What does your routine look like? If you say, I want to become a published poet next year, but every day you wake up, have your coffee, play with the dog, scroll on Instagram, look at Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship on the internet, and then scroll on TikTok and find a cool recipe for dinner tonight, and then you listen to some audios from friends, and then you go back on Instagram and start sending that same friend some funny memes about someone you talked about in said audio, and then it's around four or five, so you need to start dinner before your partner gets home, and then, oh my god, it's so cold and dark, I need to plan a trip somewhere, let me start looking on Airbnb, holy shit, Texas has some really cool Airbnbs. And then the sun's down and the day is over and you watch Netflix. Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. And you wonder and get upset why you're not working with a publisher. <laughs> right? Guys, I say this because I use it for myself. Right? <laughs> Name what you love and prioritize and then tell me three things you do. And if you do that and notice, holy shit, I don't do a single thing to get me towards the things I say I love and prioritize. Time to apply some Capricorn self-discipline. Time to surround yourself with a Capricorn sun. Ooh, someone with a Capricorn moon. I love a good Capricorn moon woman. Badass. Or a Capricorn rising. Someone who will really teach you the highest qualities of this sign. Happy birthday, Capricorns. Everybody, happy end of the year. We made it. Stay tuned for the 2024 podcast. I feel good about 2024, but you know what? I feel good about every single year. I'm ready to tackle it. I feel like I have mastered my Saturn and Capricorn, and I'm really excited to reap the rewards from her as long as I keep pushing through, keep being self-reliant and unafraid to look at my bank account, Capricorn. I love you guys. I will be here if you would like a personal, private, one-on-one birth chart reading. Lightworkers-lounge.com. Use your podcast listener discount code GRATITUDE for 10% off. And I will see you when I see you on the next episode. Happy Capricorn season. Mwah.